0: Good evening, y'all. Good evening. Didn't mean that to cut off that quickly. I tried to fade it out, but it wasn't working today. But good evening, and welcome to the Pugilistic Linguistic Show. I am your host, Michael Foster, the voice of reason in an increasingly unreasonable world. Uh, before we get into anything, remember, uh, like I, I, like always, I have. Uh, Podcasts on iTunes, go out and download them at your leisure, share them, talk to the people about them, spread the word, man, get the news out, man. You know, uh, I I think that there's a desperate need for a different opinion out there that ain't all left-leaning and all right-leaning. And I think this could potentially fill that gap. You know, in, 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 in commentation, commentation or commentary. So share the word, talk to your friends, talk to your people. They don't have to always agree. You know, this, these ain't people that, that, that see things your way. So oh, share it, go out, download it, listen to it, whatever. So as I get into tonight's topic, before we even get started, I'm going to let you know that Count It All Joy was the topic or the title of today's discussion. It was going to cover the recounts that are underway or have been underway the past week in Pennsylvania and Wisconsin potentially Michigan coming, I'm not sure. And that was going to be the topic. The gist being, I don't know what Trump is so worried about, release your tax returns. Uh, You know, if you are so confident and everything is on the up and up, then you should welcome the chance to legitimize the victory that you earned. Yet his increasingly... Exploding ego causes him to illegitimize an election he actually won by claiming millions of illegal votes, thus prompting the need, maybe, is the word, for a recount. Again, that was going to be my topic today. But there have been some events over the last couple hours that kind of redirected that focus. So I may revisit the Count It All Joy down the road. Maybe when it's all said and done, the results are released, I may revisit this. But today's true topic, I'm going to title it, Dear White People. Now, before we get into the uglies of this, this is kind of related to what's been going on in the world. First off, as I do all the time, this is not meant for everyone. When I say dear white people, I'm not talking about everybody out there. And when I get into this, you'll understand what I'm talking about. This topic is weighing heavy on my mind just because of something that I posted on my personal Facebook page a few hours ago. And I kind of want to get into that because there are some things that were said in response, whatever. So let me let me read this. This was a shared uh, post from a friend of mine. I don't know where he got it from, probably something that he follows, but this is in regards to the sentiment in this country these days, post election. And I'm going to read this to you verbatim. It says, I am not mad at you that Clinton lost. I am unconcerned that we have different politics. And I don't think less of you because you vote one way and I vote another. No, I think less of you because you watched an adult mock a disabled person in front of a crowd and still supported him. I think less of you because you saw a man spouting clear racism and backed him. I think less of you because you listened to him advocate war crimes and still thought he should run this country. I think less of you because you watched him equate a woman's worth to her appearance appearance and got on board. It isn't your politics that I find repulsive. It is your personal willingness to support racism, sexism, and cruelty. You sided with a bully when it mattered, and that is something I will never forget. So no, you and I won't be coming together to move forward or whatever. Trump discussed me, and it's the fact that he doesn't discuss you that will stick with me long after this election. I posted that on my page earlier today, and I posted it with a disclaimer saying, this is not up for debate. If this doesn't clearly describe the feelings of many of us, me included, of course, then do yourself a favor and unfriend me and remove yourself from my life. And I meant that. So let me delve into that. Let me, let me let me let me let me first explain what's happening. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I do not care about your politics. You can be conservative. You can be liberal. I hate those terms. I think they're lazy. But you can lean left, you can lean right, you can be libertarian, you can be Green Party. I don't care what your politics are. But this is beyond politics. I said in the previous, I believe it was in the election postmortem, that all Trump supporters aren't racist, but they determined that racism wasn't a deal-breaker. That is why I think less of a Trump voter, not because they're conservative, not because they're a Republican, not because they believe that Washington needed to change anyone, not because of any of the stuff that the lazy people would like to I think less of a person that voted for Donald Trump because you looked racism in the face and made a conscious decision to say that doesn't affect me. I don't care. I'm going to vote for this person and support this person anyway. I've said before and i said again, Hillary Clinton was a deeply flawed candidate. Okay, so again, this isn't about politics. Their racism bigotry, bullying, misogyny, xenophobia. You stared it in the face and you made a conscious decision that it was okay. And spend it how you want. That's ultimately what happened. DC needs to be cleaned. He ain't the dude to do it. And if you want any further evidence of that, look at who he is appointing. He isn't draining the swamp, which was his catchphrase. He's dredging the bottom to make it deeper, so you all fell for the okie-doke, but whatever. That sentiment is clear. It's not about politics. It's not about which way you lean or what you believe in. This was never about that. This was never a battle of ideology. This has always been Trump and his folk versus the rest of us. Enough of us did not give enough of a damn so I I'm going to title I've titled this Dear White People from the standpoint of I think and I feel the need to explain some things as to why certain things uh, 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 why certain things trigger certain responses from us Again the disclaimer I'm not talking to all of y'all the same way I'm not explaining everything for all of us But there's enough congruity in this so you can generalize it and make it make sense the anthem the national anthem and its protests which have pretty much kind of died down they're they're kind of reverting back to what they, they were originally just personal protests but I was having a conversation with a lady last evening about this And the gist of what we were talking about is how the national anthem represents different things for different people and different classes or different uh, races of people. If you are a veteran, the national anthem, and by extension, of course, the, the flag, the national anthem may mean something or may mean one thing to you. If you were a part of the baby boomer generation or you were uh, World War II or Vietnam or whatever, the anthem in the flag might mean something different to you. I told a story when I was talking about this. Uh, Jose Fernandez, the, the, the pitcher for the Marlins who died this past summer, uh, who immigrated from Cuba. He said the flag to him represented a freedom from oppression. Again, that is a perspective that he accepted because to him, that is what it represented. Let me explain to you what the flag means to the average black person. We don't love America any less than anyone else. Let's get that out the way. America, with all of her flaws, all of her warts, all of her issues, all of her people's issues, is still home to us. So before I go any deeper in this, no, we ain't going back to Africa. And if you want us to go back that badly, what you got on my ticket? So get that out the way. This is our home. We love it here. It has problems. We want to fix them. But at the, end of the day, at the end of the day, the flag and the anthem represent something different to us than it might to you. Whereas to you, it represents apple pie and, you know, freedom and patriotism. And it kind of still does, for, you know, to a point to us also. But to us, also, the flag represents oppression, represents Jim Crow, represents, you know, sickened German shepherds on our ancestors. It represents everything that is not representative of what America says she is. The flag represents separate drinking fountains. The flag represents crack in the inner cities. The flag represents – see, so these things, rep- these things represent or these things are different because we have a different sensibility. Does that mean we love America any less? No. I have a friend that's from another country. She 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 came here years ago, and the flag represents something different to her. So the thing about Colin Kaepernick, and I bring him up because he was the 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 linchpin in this whole thing. The thing about him was the fact that he felt a, to take a stance based on how he felt about what, and he knew this was the way he can get attention to his topic. Not not even saying he sought out attention, but he had to know it was coming. So the thing about the flag, the anthem, how we feel about it, all this is the fact that if you can't put yourself in our shoes, then you forfeit the right to tell us how we're supposed to react. In talking to this lady last evening, a friend of mine, I said to her, you don't have to worry about being pulled over and wonder if this cop you're encountering is a good one. And wondering, will you make it home this evening? That is a very real feeling that we have. I don't care if you feel the need to legitimize it. I don't need your legitimacy. I don't need you to co-sign on this. See, that's another thing. I don't care if you don't agree. Your agreement... Is not fundamental to my well-being because you not agreeing with it does not delegitimize the sentiment. Because you've never been pulled out of a car because you, quote-unquote, fit the description does not mean it doesn't happen daily. Just because your cousin, who is a police officer and, quote-unquote, one of the good ones, doesn't mean that a dude sitting next to him in his patrol car is not. So you need to understand something. I don't need your agreement to legitimize my feelings. If anything, the fact that you delegitimize it and feel I need to be quiet about it pisses me off to no end. Which leads me to my next topic, whether black lives matter. Let me tell you something. Black lives do matter. Not one time did they say, does black black lives matter more? Never once did we say only black lives matter? We just had to let you know that they do. Because far too many of you don't think so. Michael Chi, I believe his name is, he's a comedian. He had a Netflix uh comedy show I saw saw a snippet of it which is on this topic. And he basically said why is it that we as black people must accept the lowest common denominator? Black lives matter. Matter. Just just matter. Not any more, any less, just we matter that's almost like saying black lives exist can we agree on that matter you know it's 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 angering it's frustrating to feel like you have to uh compromise your message in order to not look a certain way in certain people's eyes we, we matter. And what what you hate more about hearing us say that is the same thing or the same hate that we have for feeling the need that we have to say it. We matter, along with the rest of them. So what's the common response when we say black lives matter? Well, all lives matter. If that's the case, then I wouldn't need to tell you that Black Lives Matter, too. Going back to Michael Che, he says, that's right. You know, uh, the thing about it is, when we talk about slavery, your response is, but I was so long ago, let it go. When we talk about police brutality, oh, that was the, the most recent police shooting. No, oh, that was two weeks ago, let it go. We talk about the 60s. Well, I was the 60s. Let it go. But 9-11, never forget. Well, that's funny. So I'm supposed to forget all the stuff that directly affects me, but we bring up 9-11. It's always never forget. So why do I need to forget slavery? Why do I need to forget the most recent police? Why do I need to forget? So he says what he's going to do is he's going to wait till next 9-11 and get a shirt made that says, All Buildings Matter. Now, as silly as that sounds, that's exactly what it sounds like to us when you say all lives matter. Well, of course they do. In theory, actually mattered in practice, we wouldn't need to say it. So I'm going to get a shirt saying all buildings matter. Wear it on 9-11 and see what kind of looks I get. Because that's the same way it comes across when you go with this all lives matter. Well, of course they do in theory. What are you going to do to make that the case in practice? Are you going to talk to your cousin that's a cop and you know he do some foul stuff? What do you do to practice what you preach? We had a tragedy here a few weeks ago. Two police officers from different jurisdictions were ambushed and killed. And I think I read like somewhere that week, six, seven police officers were murdered in the line of duty that week across the country. And let me tell you what I didn't see. I didn't see one All Lives Matter person step up and say, This isn't right. I didn't see one. But when there were Black Lives Matter protests downtown, y'all came out the woodwork. I didn't see one person say blue lives matter. And I'm not saying at all that that's not true. Blue lives do matter. Black lives matter. Green lives matter. Yellow lives matter. All lives do matter. But it's very disingenuous to when you are very vocal when we come out with a Black Lives Matter rally and you stand across the street and scream, well, all lives matter. Yet when police officers die, you say nothing. This angers us. When you step up and do that, you are a line in the sand. This is a line of demarcation. We are on that side. You are on this side. As opposed to you agreeing with us and say, you know what, black lives do matter too. What can I do? That should be the question that's asked in every – what can I do? You got all these challenges on Facebook. How about the wake up everybody challenge where you leave this world a better place when you close your eyes than you found it when you opened them that morning? That's what can I do thing real quick. I got five minutes left. Last thing real quick. Another thing that bugs the hell out of us. This Confederate flag flap. That was all the rage last summer. It's not heritage, y'all. Do you all understand? And I'm talking to everybody now. Like I guess I guess I've been talking to everybody. Do you all understand the difference between black power as a chant versus white power as a chant? Do you all understand the difference in the two? Black power, black pride. Let's go there with it. Black pride versus white pride. Black pride is pride in African culture, African heritage, than black people. African culture, African heritage. Explain to me what white pride is. Ain't no white culture. Ain't no white heritage. I saw somebody post, if I said white pride, the way black people say black pride, there'd be a problem. Well, you're damn right it would be. You know why? Because white ain't a country. White ain't a heritage. White pride is said as a direct challenge to black pride. Don't believe me? If you said German pride, I could rock with that. Pride of your German heritage, your German culture. If you said Irish pride, I could rock with that because it's a a pride of your Irish culture or your uh, Ireland, your home. If you said French pride or or Czechoslovakian pride or Romanian pride or Rush, I can rock with all that because it it represents a certain heritage that you are celebrating. White is not all-encompassing it is said as a direct challenge to black pride, which is a celebration of African heritage and cultures. If you celebrate your heritage, I ain't got no problem with it. You should. But white ain't a culture. White culture, uh, so-called white culture, is made up of Irish and British and German, you know, uh, Italian and Greek and all of these other uh, uh, individual cultures. Nobody has a problem with you celebrating where you came from, holding up your traditions, your honors. Nobody has a problem with that. And if they do, then we band together and get rid of them. But nobody has a problem with you celebrating who you are is when it comes to a point where it's white this and white that as a challenge to someone else then it's a problem that's where this confederate flag thing came from, it's heritage no it ain't it's the celebration of a system a, a dating time in this country to where oppression was the, the law of the land and I find it truly ironic that people who fly the Confederate flag are Hillary Clinton voters or Hillary Clinton supporters, you lost, get over it, in response to the protests. I find that amazingly ironic that somebody flies the flag of a losing country telling protesters to get over it. It's over. You lost. So anyway, real quick, let me wrap this up because I ain't got much time left. I have no problem with you celebrating who you are. If you're German, celebrate German pride or British pride or Irish pride or Welsh pride or Greenland, whatever. But when white pride is used as a direct challenge to black pride, there's a problem. All right, I'm going to get on down now. I'm sure I've lost 95% of my audience. That's all right. I'll build some more. Uh, again, go to iTunes, download this as much as everything else, uh, you know, send it to your friends, your family members, your coworkers, drop me a line on the message board and response on my Facebook page. Tell me you liked it, you loved it, you hated it, I'm full of it. Whatever you do, let me know you've been here. Leave your impression, leave your mark. But until I see you all again and I bid you a, a swift adieu. I say as I do every week, take care of yourself because you are the only one you got. Peace.